Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ruminations of Red Room. I'm your host, Kyle, with a K. Question, does my mic sound okay? Yes. We do our mic checks after we hit record. So. Yeah. <laughs> the most professional. Right, right. No, but it sounds, it sounds right? Yeah, yeah, it sounds good. Okay, good. Good, 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 good. And uh, today we have joining us... Brendan, the new blood. Brendan. It's kind of weird because on my screen, usually Brendan is on the left and Ian's on the right, but this time it's different. It's the first time it's been this way, but Brendan, how you doing? What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs and a hole in his head? Little Tumsday. Oh. oh! I was going to say you call him Phil. Uh, okay, what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs laying in front of a door? Matt. Hey! I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Oh, that was not a strong start from me. Um, uh, how, how are you doing? I'm good. Chilling. I'm good. I thought it was at least an eight. As far as oh, an intro okay. goes. Yeah, awesome. no, it wasn't it wasn't subpar at all. It was pretty good. It wasn't wasn't bad. Um as what you been if, up to? if if anyone's actually watching instead of listening for this one, um you'll be able to see if you're following continuity wise. I finally have a new pair of glasses so I can see again. Oh yeah, you got the Dahmer glasses going for I, sure, dude. It, it was <laughs> yeah. it, it was not on purpose. I, I bought the glasses. And then I started seeing that promotional shit pop up. And I was like, oh, no. And also now I'm doing the mustache again. Um, and so when I'm I like, put a, you got the part here. Yeah. When I put a hat on and with these glasses and a mustache, um, I feel uncomfortable going into public. I'm sure other people feel uncomfortable you walking into public. So it's, uh, <laughs> you know, it is what or it is. Um, houses or at gay bars. Yeah. So, uh but yeah, I I've been chilling. Uh got an Xbox. Yeah. Uh awesome. How are you liking it? I am loving it. I initially I I did it because um the grounded four release came out and that's not on the PlayStation, mm. I believe. Is that correct? Mm-mm. It's a yeah. Xbox okay. and PC exclusive. Um and since the first month of Game Pass is a dollar, then it goes up to fifteen bucks. I was like, I figure I'll give it a shot for a month if I like it. I'll keep it. If not, I'll just get rid of it. Um, Grounded is a fantastic game. Been loving it. Been playing some Apex. Mm-hmm. Some Apex. Mm-hmm. Um, the game that I've been spending, spending most of my time on is a game called Weird West, which is an IRPG. Uh, an immersive. So top down, kind of like old school Fallout, like the original ones and stuff. Yes. Yes. Oh, the isometric. Um, isometric. That's the word I was looking for. Um, but with Weird West, you can free cam it as well. Um, and you can change from uh, three different uh, zooms, basically how close you want to be, how far away you want to be. Um, I've I've really been enjoying it. It's fun. It's uh, obviously a Western game, but there's uh, fantastical elements to it, and there's quite a good bit of horror as well. Um, so that's nice. been fun. And, t- and today I started uh, Destroy All Humans. On Xbox? You better get that uh, 1,000 gamer score on it, dude. Oh, was that a challenge? You got to get it. Yeah, get all the achievements, man. Pick one game to get all the achievements. And that one's not I, too I, hard. I've never, um, I've never actually 
100% at a game before. Um, so I'd get, I'd give it a, I'll give it a shot. I'll see what's up. Cool. And also with us, we have Ian with threes. My name is Ian. How's it going? <laughs> that was possibly right. the nerdiest way I could have introduced myself. Um, what's going on? Nerdier than that picture I sent earlier? Mm, no. No. Okay. That one was pretty nerdy. I got the sweater vest, or the just vest, I guess. The Lego set. That ATAT. ATST. But um, you were always a, a Star Wars fan. Did you go back that far? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the sequels were coming out when I was alive. So, or the prequels. Prequels were coming out when I was alive. So. They were. They were. So the Lego sets were as well. And I was picking those up quite a bit. Quite a bit. Nice. And they made like a like a, a resurgence of the old Lego sets as well, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the night like 1997, 98, they came out with a whole bunch of uh, older stuff because of the re-releases of the old one. So it was probably still trickling at that time. Oh, and Lego Star Wars as well. Oh yeah, that was, that was huge. Oh fuck, the first Lego massive. Star Wars, I loved it. Yeah, I loved the first Lego Star Wars. So good. Oh, yeah. Cool. So what have you been up to? Um, well, uh, uh, manga terms manga uh i read a fantastic series uh called mermaid saga it um looks super girly and um but it's not it's not it's actually really really good it's got some really good writing it's by uh rumiko takahashi she did uh ranma one half and uh, inuyasha uh so she's very familiar to most people um but um it's it's very good it's only like two volumes they're like complete volumes but um yeah it was a uh, it was good. A little bit of horror. It was like a light horror-ish vibes. Uh, pretty yeah. sad. Pretty sad ending. But uh, yeah, it was good. It was great. And then I read um, Ibitsu, which is like a... Uh, it kind of reminded me of those late 90s, early 2000s urban legend type films. And uh, it was a very, very fun read. Um, if you're into like gore and also like those type of films, like One Miss Call... Or um, I know what you did last summer, like some those um, vibey movies. There, uh, I would check out Ibitsu. Um, it's very good. Um, in terms of movies, uh, I I'm on like a uh, DC animated movie. Hell right? yeah! Right Hell now. yeah! I went through that like last year. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know why. Um, I'm just getting suggested a lot of these movies, and the best one that I've seen so far is Justice League: The Flashpoint Paradox, which is essentially like a what if scenario. Um, Reverse Flash went back in time, changed something, and then like a bunch of different heroes and villains switch sides, and uh, mm-hmm. it's very, very fucking good. Um, I didn't know probably like one third of the heroes and villains in that film, but it was still very, very enjoyable. Uh just to see like the difference. Yeah. Right now. Question have, uh, from Timmy Blood. Have you guys watched The Killing Time? Yeah. How was that one? It are are you talking about the killing joke? Or, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. whichever was like okay. that. I knew what you meant, but yeah. yeah, no, the killing the killing joke is awesome. I've read and watched it. It's really good. Um people 
if I remember correctly, I don't think people like the um, the animated thing as much as the the comic, like the, the source material. Um, but uh, if you've never read The Killing Joke, I mean, everybody who knows, you know, e- like even a slight knowledge of the DC universe knows Killing Joke's good stuff. But you should definitely check that out. But um, gotcha. yeah, no, I've seen the sh- I've seen the cartoon. And that is uh, on my list as well. Um, nice. Nice. But I'm hearing a lot of mixed reviews from that. A lot of mixed reviews. Yeah, um, it's very mixed. Some say it's really good. Some just didn't like it compared to the comic. So, um, And then lastly, someone else I want to highlight is a um, horror film directed by Choi Hawk. Um, an early film, 1980. It's his second film. Uh, it's called We're Going to Eat You. Um, fantastic. Fantastic movie. Um, it's about it's essentially um, the Wicker Man, but with martial arts and uh, cannibals. So that it's sounds a, amazing. A, it's, it is amazing. <laughs> uh, it's got comedy, mystery. Uh, the horror is like in the main is is the main theme, which I really liked. It, it stayed horror um, most of the time, but it had a lot of like. Uh, comedic relief and um, some really like uh, gory moments and I, it surprised me it was it was very surprising and uh yeah it was it was fantastic i added i added it to my top four of a uh, letterbox immediately top really, four really really enjoyed it yeah well i just okay. changed one of his other films with that well still i mean that's still impressive to make the top four um it's uh something i'll definitely check out if it's that good anything else you got is there something else you wanted to talk about that you watched recently? I was waiting for him to say it. Anything in particular? Something that you might have watched many of like two days ago? So Ian went to his first film festival. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Totally blanking. Dude, um, I even got the shirt on. Is that crazy? Yeah, let's rock the horror origin shirt. Um, shout out origins. to Brandon, who actually ran the event, runs it with his family. He is a very, very nice guy. Um, really passionate about the whole thing. He really cares. The fact that he wants to make it like a family event is even better. It was really hard explaining that right now when I glanced over at Brennan's screen and I saw you little cum dick on there. Yeah. It, it, I got sidetracked for a second. Sorry, sorry, Brennan. Brennan, sorry. Um, Horror Origins is great, though, and uh, we're super grateful for them inviting us there. Um, I did send an email out to Brandon to try to get him on the cast so we could do an interview with them. So hopefully that happens. We'll see. I haven't gotten a response yet, but... Um, hopefully he reaches back out to us when uh if if that interview happens could could i be on that because i would like to ask him why uh he rejected my screenplay three years ago from yeah absolutely absolutely um Um, i mean brennan has good taste so that must say something about your uh, (laughs) i'm kidding but um no yeah horror origins was great it's tucson it's local for us so it's something that we, we didn't have to travel for and that was super convenient and super awesome and uh, just shout out to all the winners. One in particular, Lego My Soul. Ian, talk to me about it. It was um, hilarious. And we, the dude was there. The director was there. The rec- director writer was there. Um, Paul Newman? Am I Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Newman. Paul Newman was there. Um, and he was like, what I want to be as a director when I'm like his age. 
he was he was just in like a regular sh- like t-shirt cargo shorts white high socks and like new balance shoes like he was th- the chillest fucking dude there and just like so humble and like it was awesome to to see his short and like between me and kyle that was our favorite and just to see him like uh get on stage and uh talk a little bit about it and then meet him afterwards was it was awesome it was really cool well said. I agree 100%. Um, so, Paul, just want to let you know that the Ruminations of Red Rum Seal of Champions <laughs> goes to Lego My Soul for the uh, Horror Origins Film Festival. So, congratulations. It was hilarious. It was well done. Um, you had a vision. You, you executed it, and we loved it. So, shout out to you, Paul. Um, me, personally, um, have I talked about Once Upon a Time in the West? Yeah, no. Did I talk about that last time? You talked Ooh. about it last time. I don't yeah, think I did, did, right? You did. I did? Yeah, you, you, you talked said about like a more hollywood Yeah. Oh, well, I think I said that in the Discord. But... You talked about a spaghetti western last time. Okay. Um, well, then I haven't watched much. I did watch um, The Night House, which was uh, really good. Really, really good. Um, I liked it. I gave it a four on Letterboxd. Dom gave it a four and a half. She was... I it was so cool to see her so excited like afterwards she just wanted to talk about it and she was like hyped beyond belief about it she loved it and it was really cool to have that kind of interaction with her Um, because her and I are like in the same that like a lot of stuff doesn't like super hit with us all the time and when it does we get really excited about it and that one really hit with her I thought it was a great film well made Um, the fact that it's almost like two movies in one um it's just it, it's really brilliantly structured in my opinion and uh, i just really enjoyed it can't recommend it Ian uh, tried to get me to watch it forever so shout out to that because give credit where credit's due um <laughs> other than that though i haven't really been playing a whole lot um or watching a whole lot i've been pretty busy lately so i guess we should just get right into it Woo-hoo. so today we are talking about a 2013 film called VHS 2. VHS 2, originally titled SVHS, is a 2013 found footage horror anthology film produced by Bloody Disgusting. They also did Terrifier, right? No, that's I mean, Dread Central. Dread Central, okay. Um, what am I thinking? I, I know they've done a whole bunch of films but i was i was oh, getting yeah. that confused but a sequel to vhs it uh comprises four found footage segments linked together by a fifth frame narrative vhs2 features a largely different group of directors jason eisner gareth evans timo tajanto i'm sorry if i mispronounced I think it's that johancho johancho um eduardo sanchez greg hale and then the franchise returnees Simon Barrett and Adam Wingard from VHS1. The film's widest theatrical release was only in 12 theaters. Um, the film had a budget of $350,000. The film went into the positive grossing 805, 500, oh, $805,000 excuse me, $574 worldwide, not counting physical media sales and revenue from streaming services. With the film currently sitting higher on Rotten Tomatoes and Letterboxd than its previous film titled VHS, which only released a year before. So, that being said, 
let's get into it. Um, so first, we're going to get in uh, first impressions. Where did you watch it? Would you add it to your collection? And then I had you guys rank uh, your segments um, first to fifth. And we're going to round robin it and take turns, um, starting with your number five. And then we can go ahead and comment if that landed at the same spot as one of us when we talk about it. So, um, Ian, where did you watch it? Would you add it to your collection? And what would you think of the film? Well, I do own this on uh, Blu-ray and DVD and VHS. Um, I think I spoke about this uh, a little bit on the first episode, um, VHS one. Uh, but uh, I watched the first two with my buddy. It was like um, uh, after school, we would come to his house and hang before his parents got there and then i'd go back to my place um but we'd watch a movie like every day and um this was one of the movies i got really excited i got really into anthology films um and uh yeah i mean i I love this movie i love uh i love the films i love all of them um obviously i would add it to my collection i own it um and yeah it's just a just a great um great cast of a uh, great crew sorry it's a great crew and i think all the stories are like they hold up to one another and yeah they're all they're all pretty respectable in in, in that way okay brendan take it away uh, am i correct in remembering that i was not on the first vhs episode you were you were yeah was i oh shit okay well i I've probably stated this already. I have a very, very deep connection to to this movie. Um, to two and like specifically, uh, uh, two, one to kick it off, but two, hmm. two definitely way more. Um, in like 2011, 2012, I I dug really deep in the mumblegore subgenre. Um, I became obsessed with you know this whole crew of. Adam Wingard, A.J. Bowen, Simon Barrett, Joe Swanberg, Roxanne Benjamin, um, E.L. Katz, you know, the, the people who kind of spearheaded that in the, the American version of it. Um, I, I, the first and second VHS films have, they, they blow me away every time I watch them. Third one, obviously not so much. Um, but uh, so I have one two and three on dvd or blu-ray i still have not purchased 94 yet i need to do that um so i watched it on my dvd my blu-ray jesus christ um and if i had it's hard for me to pick a number five because i i kind of hold all of these in a very similar regard but sure. if I had to pick, wait, I, getting I right you said... into five. You getting right into five? Calm down. That, that's what you asked yeah. us to do. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, not yet. Okay. Not yet, not yet. okay. But you're I'm okay. Good, good, good. But, oh no, that, that that's all I got. I I love this movie. Cool. Um, I too love this movie. Um, I don't i i didn't have a lot of experience with anthology films before vhs and when i watched the first one i talked about it in that episode but 
I loved it. It became one of my favorite horror films. Um, it's it's just a great film. I I bought it almost instantly upon watching it. Um, finding out that there was a VHS too, um, I jumped right in. I dug it, and um, I went back to appreciate it later even more knowing the people and crew behind them because I watched their films and appreciated their other work as well. And uh, it made me had like a new appreciation and kind of also analyze it a little bit further in comparison to their other work um, to see if there's any similarities. And uh, it's just, it's a great film. I, I do own it. And uh, um, I watched it on my Blu-ray. So... We're going to start with Ian. Now, Ian, you're going to give us your number five. Brennan and I may have a different number five, but you're going to tell me about your number five, and then we're going to go ahead and talk about where it places in our top five and just kind of talk about it a little bit. So, Ian, what is your number five? Uh, my number five is going to have to be the uh, Tape 49. Mm. Okay. So the uh, that that counts as one of them, right? That's it yeah. does, yeah. yeah. Okay, and um, it's, um, it counts as the prologue and the epilogue, obviously. Yeah, um, it was obviously the weakest, um, but it 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 serves a purpose. Like it's it's there for a reason, and um, it I, I think it actually is probably the best in the series. Like for the whole um, to conjoin the the films together. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm, I mean it's not bad at all. Like I just think it's my number five. So you think that 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 um, wraparound is better than ninety four? Okay, so it is it, it is comparable to ninety four. Ninety four is actually really good. Um, but I haven't seen that in a year, so okay, I'm gonna say that this one is my favorite right now. Okay, I actually think that the wraparound in one is better to me. Um. Brendan, where did uh so we got um tape forty nine as Ian's five? Where does it place in your top five? Uh, it places as number four for me. Um, oh, I, okay. I I had a difficult okay. time picking between five and four because again, I I think that these all stand very equally. Um, also kind of like Ian said, I'm. I'm tied between this and 94 being my favorite wraparound. I think that the practical effects that they use on Elsie Holt uh, towards the end of the segment is absolutely fucking brutal. Um, also, Elsie Holt is the guy that played Lamb Mask in uh, Your Next. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that he does a really good job uh like what's the the guy's name is larry right um which the, one the guy the, who the private the, the, the couple um larry yeah and his girlfriend the pull that yeah, the the couple is fine but um i love how you get to see simon barrett's dick in this um was that I him think. yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah the bald guy that's that's simon barrett um Yo, we got to see tatas and dong in the first 30 yeah. seconds of this movie like not bad at all not yeah. bad at all i'm not complaining <laughs> um uh but i i do i do appreciate that uh he wrote and directed the wraparound simon barrett 
Yeah. And and Hung Dong in his own short. Yeah, right? That's so good for him. Kyle, where's it uh, land on yours? So uh tape 49 landed at my number four as well. Um interesting. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. It is my I number four. I actually love the practical effects in this. Uh the CG was a little eh, but um I I enjoyed the um I enjoyed the visuals and the creepiness of the shots in between um, them watching the films of the people in the door frame and kind of like messing with your expectations sometimes of them thinking they're going to show up in a certain shot and they don't. Um, it really builds tension well with the music because um, you, you kind of think something's going to appear and it doesn't and it, you, you kind of never know when the jump scare is actually going to happen or if it will at all. And uh, I... Uh, I just appreciated that it was kind of like you're seeing a VHS tape being created in real time. And I thought that was a really cool concept and was really interesting, which is why I kind of, um, I couldn't place it at number five just because I thought the, just where it was at as far as like an original idea was cool. What do you guys think the tape 49 did best? Um, exactly what you said uh, with the building tension um in the dark spaces i really love that and i would like to impl implement that in one of my films someday um i think it's uh it's really great to watch um as a viewer and the acting was pretty good um i i like how how it doesn't let up i feel like a lot of times when you're watching an anthology sometimes uh specifically something like uh mick garris's nightmare cinema like the the wraparound portions of it aren't always necessarily scary or horror related it acts more as to put the the viewer or the participant of the anthology into the next situation to get into the next film um so i really like how they go very hard with the horror element between between the the wraparounds i think that they do it better than they did it in the first one cool I would never leave my girlfriend in an abandoned house to go get her yeah, ibuprofen, though. <laughs> You're like, stay here with a gun. I'm going to go get some ibuprofen for you real quick. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, the ibuprofen was pr pretty fun. Yeah. But um, no, I thought, the, I thought it was great, though. Um, so, Brennan, we're going to shoot it over to you unless you guys have nothing else to say for tape 49. I, I have a question for you guys, actually, regarding tape yeah. 49. Um in one of the videos kyle says um if you watch the you have to watch the videos in order for something that for whatever takes over you to take over you whatever it is um mm -hmm. so do you guys think that this is a, a curse a, a demon like what do you what do you think is causing this reaction in aisha to to fucking gat herself it's a great question. Great question. Um, I don't know. But I do want to kind of explore that for a second, though. So, like, do you think – so I'm going to answer your question with another question. I'm sorry. <laughs> but do you think that, like, these VHS tapes are – Cursed. Cursed, yeah. And, and like, how are people discovering these? Or, or is it, like, a placebo? I mean – how many, you know, rotten.com or live leak videos can you watch before you're like physically ill? You know, is it causing a placebo reaction within these people to think that 
there's something following them or or they need to kill themselves for some reason um i don't i i i don't have an answer i was hoping one of you guys would no i'm kind of i kind of <laughs> like that we don't have an answer honestly yeah i think if they ever go into it it might lose the charm yeah honestly okay. so i kind of hope they don't explain it and if they do they better have like a good a way of doing it good, yeah. yeah like a damn good way of doing it ian too easy so <laughs> um so i thought that this the whole like purpose of these films was to like show how real and disturbing like these real life uh events are and to like the people watching it's almost like pushing them to their point of like breaking point of sanity so do you think all these things in the vhs tapes are actually happening then so aliens yeah. exist demons exist in this world yeah monsters exist okay. yeah, yeah right the Absolutely. VHS universe is insane. Yes. Yes. They can go in so many different directions with VHS. But I feel like this also kind of hinges on the idea that Aisha killed herself. What if she didn't? Who's Aisha again? The girlfriend. Uh, the girl that's watching the tapes. Did she kill herself? Well, I, it, I think it's a gunshot to the head. It is a gunshot to the head. But he killed that, her, I think, right? I I think that's up for Please interpretation or something. No, no, she definitely she definitely got shot in the head. But okay, I th I think right. what's up for Mr. interpretation Memory. is if she did it or if Kyle did it. Okay. What say you, Kyle? Why would you do um, it? Yeah, I don't know, man. But um, I love the VHS cinematic universe. <laughs> I love yeah. that. VCU, VHSCU. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love it. Um, Brennan, let's jump to your number four then. Or, yeah, your number four. Wait, wait, uh, I'm sorry. We just your talked about my number four. Yeah, yeah, So, so wait, how are we going to do this? number five. five. Yeah, we should, we, should just, five. we should just have Ian give us the numbers. He should give us his number four. Okay, and then I can read off, <laughs> like, the, the director and writer of each of them. Or how about we do, since I'm hosting, how about I just list off mine, and then you guys can comment where it lands. You know what, Ian? Ian, Ian good. You already started it. You started it. Go. Ian, Perfect. Perfect. Um, so I had to give this one my number four spot. I'd up it because of the doggy cam. Um, it's going to be the Slumber Party Alien Abduction. And uh, this one is written and directed by... Hey, Jason directed by Jason Eisner, Eisner and uh, written by John Davis and Jason Eisner. And um, Jason Eisner directed Hobo with a Shotgun. Um, John Davis and Jason Eisner both wrote Hobo with a Shotgun. Sorry, I'll start. I have this all written down, so I should start reading it off. But yeah, um, so your number four. Ian, my number four, because of the, the doggy cam, I, ha I had to. It's so creative. Um, the ending is sickening. It's absolutely sickening, um, and I could understand why. Um, what's his face? Uh, Larry would go insane after that ending. I mean, you see a dog just fall fifty feet to the ground. <laughs> Sorry for Broke laughing at that, dude. The yeah. whole time I was just mortified. Not even by the aliens abducting the humans, but, but the whole time I couldn't stop thinking, like, I wonder how scared that dog is. He has no idea what's going he's on. Like, he's, he's whimpering the entire time, like. Great cam. It's a great cam. It's, yeah, uh, that's got to be pretty rough. Oh hey, my god! Bada bang, bada boom. Um. So your number four, Ian. Um. Okay, Brennan. Where does it land? 
in your that list is i'm actually surprised that it's a number four um ian that surprises me i thought it was going to be higher what is higher okay yeah um so this for me is three mm. but this is the scariest one talk to me about it why i think uh so i watched this uh, i watched this when it first released on dvd shout out to magnet we miss you we well, i think magnet's still around but they're, they're definitely still around yeah, yeah. <laughs> mark cuban um, uh i i got my copy of this i've I've talked about how magnet um on instagram used to do weekly giveaways Oops. for um for movies they would give up uh they'd uh five people could win a movie um and i wa- i won my copy of vhs2 through them so shout out to them i've never won anything online in a contest nothing I don't even know how it works when you win. I haven't either. That's why you and I Ian, are so pessimistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was go I was going somewhere with that, but I lost it. Um yeah. This uh this one is the scariest for me. When I first watched it, I had some very intense nightmares. Uh th- that scene where like not only that like foghorn that 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 fucking gets me every time but the the scene where the four kids are in the living room in their sleeping bags and the boyfriend and sister uh catch catch the little cum dick jerking off Um, (laughs) little cum dick and uh there's just that shot of the white light that comes from the outside in each of the three windows just has an alien standing outside of it and it oh my god it just it it gives me shivers honestly um in the 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 kid in the sleeping bag with the dog that gets thrown into the water that is brilliantly shot that is one that is my favorite shot of the movie is when the kid's being dragged in the sleeping bag because you can only imagine that 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 alien's just pulling him and just like not knowing where you're like where you're at or where you're going it definitely it's a brilliant idea for that for that segment. So I agree with that. Where's it uh, land for you? This is also my number three. I think Brendan and I is going to have the same <laughs> list. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So, so I thought this, that was your number five. This is my number three. So um, I, I mirror what you guys say. I, I think the alien look awesome. Like, like the aliens look awesome. I think the design of them are really creepy and cool, but not like over the top weird. Um, they're they go back to that old school kind of gray big head lanky kind of thing. And I, they're, they're scary. I also vibed with this one kind of hard because growing up, I had a similar childhood as this. My parents will, my father by aliens. Yeah, that, but um, my father passed away when I was kind of young and my mom worked all the time. She had to work like fucking two jobs to support three kids. So me and my sisters were home a lot by ourselves. And uh, we always had friends over. We always had sleepovers. And this whole kind of situation and scenario was like my childhood, 100%. Um, so that was, that was cool. And just the way this one is shot, like Ian said, the doggy cam is super, super cool. Really great idea. It still broke my heart. The whole time, this, this gave me dread for the dog more than the humans. And... Uh, 
I think probably my second favorite shot is um, when they're under the water uh, and you see the alien like approach him and the kid jumps in the water and like breaks the like the line of sight and then they both pop up. I thought that was really, really cool. Really well done. And uh, yeah, my number three. Damn. What uh, do you guys think that that adult at the beginning was his the male do you think that was his dad or a boyfriend of the mom's because he says your mom loves you as he's getting ready to leave i think that's just what they say right (laughs) (laughs) i mean mean, it could have been yeah no no, like it totally could have been they gave off that kind of vibe family like they're used to taking care of themselves oh they're used to being alone and yeah they it could have been the mom always going out and doing shit um meeting people you know it could have been a boyfriend for sure it gave off that vibe um i don't know though i don't know yeah i never had my mom and dad together so i wouldn't know either (laughs) um okay let's jump into ian's number three ian wow so this is this is your number fives for sure then and i'm i'm very surprised uh especially for you kyle um but it is a ride in the park for my number three directed by eduardo sanchez and greg hale written by uh jamie nash correct and uh for all you that don't know eduardo sanchez uh was the director of the blair witch project so the original blair witch project and in the original and greg hale um was the producer of the blair witch project so it was a co-directing and jamie nash he wrote a bunch of tv screenplays and shorts but um i'm not familiar with any of them so i'm sorry um no disrespect to to jamie but um jump into it ian talk to me about it uh i just want to but is this your guys number five no we'll nope. go ahead Okay, 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 okay. Talk about it. I, I liked I liked the um the the whole idea of like having a cam connected to someone who actually is turning into a zombie, like a normal person turning into a zombie. That was a great idea in my opinion. Um and then to have like the the ending uh like be like a he's realizing he still has like some sort of consciousness where he realizes he's a uh, zombie and he ends his life like that's that's brilliant i don't know i i loved it i loved it so fuck you guys i know it's your number five but whatever okay <laughs> number three brendan uh where did this place in your uh in your list a ride in the woods or whatever the title is. Right I, just, I just wrote bike um this is my number Two. Oh, talk to me about it. Okay. Um, not only saying what Ian said, watching this transition of this person turn into a zombie, not that that is beyond intriguing. I think I, I think up to that point, it had never been done like that. Mm. I could be wrong. Um, but what gets me every time is the shot of the barbecue fork in his head when he gets run over by the car in the mm. final second that the car goes over him it the bumper catches the end of the barbecue oh i didn't notice that tong fork and it shifts it in his head and that's what prompts him to yank it out um i, not I notice that. Yeah. yeah i think that that is that's absolutely brilliant um 
and uh, yeah, I wish I wish there would have been. I like watching uh, uh, POVs of uh, people biking in the woods. So personally, I would have been okay with a little more of that. Um, it's very calming for me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, this is my number one. <laughs> what? Insane! Oh my god! Okay, I'm not surprised then. I'm not surprised. This is my number one. Uh, for everything that you both said, I think the concept and idea is fucking awesome. Um, I am a little biased because I love zombies. It's like my favorite thing ever, and this has never been done before. I love the the like the idea of the transformation from start to finish um and not only that but like the camera never loses focus and changes but you know his vision is is becoming impaired you know what he's seeing is becoming different but that never changes what you see never changes so you can only imagine what he's going through mentally um while what's being depicted as clear as day and um just seeing the beginning of an outbreak is very interesting to me in POV. And um, you guys know I'm a sucker. So, like, the love story shit, her calling him and, like, him, like, getting sad and emotional and realizing what's happening and then blowing off the head and the camera flies up into the sky and lands back. It's just all – it's the perfect short to me. It's the perfect short. And uh, this lands at my number one. So, bravo. Bravo to Mr. God, I forgot his name already. Mr. Mr. Eduardo Sanchez and and Greg Hale. Thank you for making this. It's great. Number one on my list. Um, Ian. Wait, there was one last thing I I wanted to ask you about. Um, What do you think about that moment where he tries to eat his own flesh and he realizes, no, this is no good. I have to Mm -hmm. go with someone else. Very cool. Very, very cool. yeah, man, I could I could talk about this one more too. I mean, just like the whole thing about like uh like the group coming back and the girl the girl biker getting bit and running off and then her like kind of like coming back in a frame and coming back. It's just it's so cool for for like a zombie fan. It's just it's a really cool short. So now we're on Ian's number two. Wow, okay. which is Ooh. which is Kyle. I know it's going to be our number five because i think i know exactly i know i know which one is his yeah. number one yeah, yeah obviously yeah yes yeah. <laughs> um wow okay uh so my number two is phase one clinical trials directed by adam wingard and written by simon barrett talk to me okay well as uh kyle's a sucker for zombies i am a sucker for the paranormal i think this is also a brilliant idea to have like someone's implant eye be connected to a camera um and that eye can see ghosts like um i think that's a that's a it's a ragingly cool idea and um yeah i think the, the the whole like sex scene before that like the answer to the to um like not being able to or ignore the uh, the whole um, zombies is to have sex is, is was pretty funny um but yeah it's, it's just a really good idea what's your favorite scene uh, my favorite scene uh, i really liked the scenes where he goes into the bathroom and looks at himself in the mirror and you can see the eye um i really want to know how he did that 
um, if it was. I my my thought is um, there was a double set built with a with a piece of glass that had some smudges on it, um, and they just shot through that. But uh, okay. when, I, you know, when he was in the hospital and he was looking at his eye for the first time for that, I think they just had the camera off to the side tilted just like perfectly just away from the mirror um that's how i feel like they did that one but you know the the bathroom shot is is really cool i i think that they that they did a um a good job with portraying that he's that you're seeing through his actual eye how do you what kind of camera do you guys think they used when he was looking at himself in the mirror considering there was nothing there um how do you think they did that shot no idea. Uh, I saw the behind-the-scenes footage, and they didn't mention anything about it. But that yeah, uh, actor was Adam Wingard. Yes. Yes. Um, cool. Well, um, Brennan, where does this land? Uh, you, you first. This is my number five. Um, this isn't a particularly original idea. Um, it's been done before and, uh, I didn't really like the, uh, concept of the film too much. Um, like who is this girl? Why does sex make, I mean, it didn't really do anything in the long run. I don't know. It just kind of seemed a little sloppy if I'm being honest, but it still had a lot of cool things to it. Um, like the ghost looked cool. The jump scares were awesome. The camera work was really interesting. Uh, I really want to know what that guy does to live in like a multi-million dollar home in the California Hills because that is a beautiful house and she has beautiful breasts. Um, And then, uh, I don't know, it just seemed kind of like what's happening to me, but it was cool. It was a cool idea. I hated that he was playing a PlayStation 3 with an original Xbox controller. It drove me nuts. Well, there was an Um, Xbox in the, the ground. And then NES. It was connected to the PS2 or PS3. But um, it was, you know, it, it was it was cool. Uh, I just, I don't know. It was, it, it didn't do anything for me. Um, but I appreciate the good, or the things that, that it did well. Um, so it's, it's my number five. Uh, live reaction. Uh, I am actually going to move that to my number four spot, and everything in that is going to go up one. Okay. Um, Wait. So what's your number five now? Uh, my number five is still the, the wraparound. Man, it's taking me everything in my power to not say reach around. So, <laughs> so I, I'm sorry. I, I, story. So I, where I, does this one land then? Wait, it's so it's on number I, four. And then I, the been, uh, aliens number three. So zombie number two. Oh, so you replace four. zombie to two. Yeah. And so everything this just one gets bumped. Four. Okay. I do really like this one, but man, the, the realizing the other two are like, yeah. Amazing masterpiece. Just, just better. Uh, I think they're just better. <laughs> Yeah, um, Brennan, shoot me with it. This is also a uh, uh, a number five for me. I do the thing it what it does a really good job of is opening up the stories, kind of uh, getting the heart racing. You know, um, it's a nice little uh, dip in the toe in the water. But it 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 uh, my issue is I think it's too fast paced i think it would have mm-hmm. benefited from slowing down just a little bit kind of exploring the because the the i almost said zombies um the ghosts the like the designs of the ghosts like there's there's uh 
for instance, the the girl's uncle, his neck is slit and it's there's blood coming down. Like I think that there's interesting kind of some insight into the characters we could have gotten the ghosts if they slowed down just a little bit but um in the scene of him removing his eye is fantastic and then them shoving it down his throat but uh yeah i just think that the other ones were a lot better i do think he plays a pretty believable like uh just average dude in this one an average dude that lives in a multi-million dollar house Yes. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also kind of yeah, on the that whole thing. <laughs> like, the dialogue is very, like, the dialogue, the, like, whoa, hey, man, hey, ghost, like, maybe chill out, you know, like, relax, stop knocking on the door. I'm like, okay. <laughs> That's the shit I would do, though. <laughs> what is it, what is that? I don't know. It, it just seemed kind of, it kind that one seemed kind of goofy to me. It, it seemed kind of goofy. And it, it definitely seemed, um, it's, it seemed like my number five. Um, Ian. Number one, talk to me. Anyone who knows me, it's no surprise. This is going to be Safe Haven, directed by Timo Jahanto. I think it's Jahanto and uh, Garrett Evans. Gareth Evans, sorry, Gareth Evans, and they also uh, wrote it. Yeah, they also and wrote where it do we know them from? Uh, Gareth Evans is uh, the director of the Raid series, one of the best martial arts movies of the 21st century one of the best martial arts movies of all time right um and then timo jahanto uh directed the uh netflix martial arts movie which i'm blanking on the night comes for us. The night comes for us, which is equally as as it's not equally as good, but it's it's a fantastic uh, Indonesian action film. Uh, if you're waiting for the third raid movie, and well, you also well, had there, like, there, already was, there already was a cool. third raid movie. Um, but so Ian, talk to me about it. The the raid two is the third one. The raid two is the third one. Yeah, Marin Tau is the first one. Severely underrated movie. Uh, it is underrated, but um, the everything about this film—it's—it. It, I mean, I think it makes. I think it's the reason why people like um, VHS two uh, mm-hmm. the most. I think it has the most production value. It's um, the best directed. Um, it's got a great. Um, it's got great practical effects. It's a good idea. It's um, just great everything. I mean, it's, it could be its own movie. What's your favorite scene? Favorite scene? Oh my goodness! Um, I think uh, there's some really. I, I mean, the whole thing. But um, my favorite shots would have to be uh, when the cheater uh, comes back into the uh, convent and the. Uh, guys are lined up and they all shoot themselves in the head. That's my favorite scene as well. That was very uh, awesome. Amen. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, that's my favorite scene too. And my Uh, favorite actor, um, which we've seen him uh, in another short. Do you guys remember? It's the dude. Uh, he was in the he's in the the Jack Off one in ABC's Yes! He's in my favorite short of uh, ABC's Death. Uh, he's also in uh, competition 
He's also in the dude. Ring that too. one was so good. Yeah, it was. It was the best. I Are remember psychopath in this one. I remember us just completely gushing about it, and and Georgie being so like disgusted with us for it. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, Brendan, where does this land? I think we all know now. Number but go one, ahead and give it to number us. fucking one, hands down. Look, I I love Gareth Evans, and I've only ever seen one other. Actually, I think the only other thing that I've seen from the other director is his segment in VHS 94. Um, but fun fact, guess which uh, he is uh, remaking one of the only good Steven Seagal movies of all time, um, Under Siege. Mm. He's remaking Under Siege? Yeah, Steve, he's, ri- huh? he's writing and directing it. Timo is? Yeah. I'm in. Interesting. I wonder yeah. if that's gonna uh, star like Eco. I, I that would be fucking amazing. That as long as as long the, as one of the best action movies of all time. As long as that <laughs> dumb fat fuck doesn't appear in it, I'll be happy. Um, what if he has a cameo, or what if he plays the the villain? No, I don't want that guy to make any. I want him to starve. I want him to die alone in a gutter. He is a fucking piece of shit. I hate Steven Seagal. Once again, on another episode, this is not an official message from the Relations <laughs> Red Cast. This is specifically Brendan Jesus. That is 100% now back to your original programming. Um, <laughs> I my... do think he's an asshole, though. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, he killed a dog on his A&E TV show. Allegedly. Murder no, it's not allegedly. Dog. <laughs> he killed a dog. When well, I mean, he, Alec when Baldwin he, murdered another human on his own show. Uh, well, I never said on. that he's a shining star either. <laughs> so, Brendan, um, talk to me about this segment <laughs> and what you think about it. Number one, it's got to be good. Um, got to be good. Uh, the, the story is great. The acting is absolutely fantastic. It is creepy through and through. Um, the, the dude that is in ABCs of Death, um, everything I've seen him in, he's only ever played a villain. Uh, and he does a great job. But I think my favorite scene has to be when the dude goes downstairs to to get the girl, and there's the four ladies holding her arms and legs down, and they rip each of her legs off and her arms off one by one, and then the creature just like... His son. Yeah, so... I, I I think it's in his once his car crashes at the end and it's that shot from underneath him and there's like spit and snot coming out of his nose. That's like that's kind of badass. Yeah, and then the the Satan things like ha ha ha. ha. Like, <laughs> I love it. Hello, daddy. <laughs> yeah. Ha, ha, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> um. Cool. Anything else? Uh. No. I'll let you take it. This is my number two. Um. It is definitely the best directed short in the film. I also think, uh, to Ian's point on, this is probably the reason why a lot of people like VHS2 more. Um, This one gets the most screen time as well. We spend the most time with these people, and we also get the most backstory of characters and invested in what's going on. Um, We get a setup beforehand. We get kind of an evolution of what's happening and then a conclusion. Like It's more of a beginning. Uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end with some some structure to it. So uh, I think this one is awesome. Uh, like Ian said, it could be a story of its own. In a sense, it is. Uh, 
I think the practical effects are awesome. I think the creature design is amazing. Um, I'm really, really glad they used the practical on the monster because as, as kind of a, as funny as he looks at the end, it looks so good. And um, I wasn't a fan of the CG stomach thing, but uh, it was, everything else was great. It, like I said, it's the best shot. Um, it's best directed. Um, it's it's just great. Yeah. I love it. And I love these, uh, the crew that made this too. I love their other work. So um, overall, this one is a good, a good list of films, a good list of short films. Now, uh, Brendan, we're going to throw it over you first. Um, where does this place now in the VHS ranking for you? We'll just, we won't talk about all the other ones, just the ones that we've covered so far. So uh, is this ahead of VHS one or do you like VHS one more? Oh, this is yards ahead VHS yards ahead of VHS one. Um, I don't think that the first one can even compare. I, I Again, I love the first one. I think the first one's great. Um, but I think that this one is just so beyond the scope of the first one. Cool. Ian? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is much better. I think they they had a better crew and a better... Um, uh, they had better production value uh, for, their, for all of their shorts, and I think it's just a, a better movie. Um, yeah. All of them. All of them are better. But I do like VHS. I still like VHS 1. More? No. No, not no. More. But okay. this... Okay. Um, I'm going to have to put VHS 1 at the top still. Um, I like VHS 1 more personally. I think that the strong stories in that are just... They're better, in my opinion. Um, I think uh, in my placement, it goes VHS 1 and VHS 2, for sure. So... Um, but they're very close. They're very, very close. Uh, Ian, twoies. Um, so what do you like more than your number five for this one or your number five for VHS one? Um, I think it was like the I like my number legend um, invisible digital person thing for number five. I like my number five on VHS one more. Interesting. Yeah. I think you shit on that one more. But we also yeah. gave it ratings. Gave yeah, it. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think I might have come off as shitting on it more too because the strong ones in VHS 1 I just really liked. So in comparison, it just didn't hold a candle, in my opinion. Because I think there's a lot more of like a polarizing kind of uh, ranking in these films. Like I think the, the ones, like the strongest ones in VHS 1 are a lot stronger than the ones, or than the weeks in VHS one, if that makes sense. Whereas in VHS two, they're all pretty like good. There's not really like a really bad and a really good. They're all just kind of like good, if that makes sense. Um, but that being said, it is time for the ruminations of Red Room official thick piss break. Please enjoy these ads from the Ruminations Radio Network. We'll be right back. What's up, gang? This is Hoptimus. You've been listening to one of the great new podcasts from Ruminations Radio Network. If you want some more tasty sound vibes, come check out my new podcast, The Retro Futurist Culture, where we talk about alternate timelines, cyberpunk, anime, and other crazy worlds. If that does not strike your fancy, we have plenty of other great shows at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. And welcome back 
folks, we're getting into our final thoughts and review of VHS 2. Brendan, the new blood. We're going to start with you. What are your final thoughts and rating for VHS 2 Electric Boogaloo? Uh, uh, have a lot of nostalgia for this film, the producers, and the, the, the franchise in general, even given with how shitty number three is. I if if you want to get in if you don't really like anthology films I feel like something like this is kind of a or the, the first one or the second one mainly the second one is a nice kind of accessible version of it because there's nothing I actually except safe havens pretty over the top um but I just think it's it's a really fun um gory scary interesting anthology film and I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, you should definitely go watch it. I will have to give it a four with the heart. Round of applause, please. And Ian, we're going to throw it over to you. Final thoughts and rating for VHS2 Electric Boogaloo. Just Ian, baby. Um, I think the overall quality of this is much higher than the rest in the series um and therefore more ex accessible for people um not necessarily into these type of films to get into um and i love it i mean i there's not one that i really hate there there, there wasn't like a uh a one that i was like no oh, it's it's okay um except for the last one except for the last one. <laughs> um and and the, by the last one i mean the uh, tape 49 tape 49 it was okay it was okay um yeah the quality's better everything's better um gonna give it a four and a heart four and a heart all right i mirror everything you said ian you said it perfectly i think that the production of this anthology film uh makes it very accessible um i think this is overall a better VHS from a production and quality standpoint. I just personally still like the first one more. Um, I'm going to have to give this a four and a heart as well. So this movie gets a four and a heart from the Ruminations radio or no, sorry, Ruminations of Red Room uh, <laughs> on the Ruminations radio network. This is the first time we've all given the same rating with a yeah. heart, I think. Yeah. yeah. VHS2 has united us all. Go! I Let's think we go. did that for um. Oh no, we were doing like percentages for uh for VHS one, but I think we all had the same rating. Yeah. So yeah, fuck yeah. There and we then go. VHS three is gonna be a banger. <laughs> I never seen it. <laughs> now it's time to end our episode. How we end every episode with is it fresh? Is it rotten? I don't know. Is it fresh? We end every episode with fresh or rotten. RottenTomatoes.com uses a 100-point scale. Any film rated 60% or higher is considered fresh, and anything 59 or below is considered rotten. My co-hosts have to determine if a movie is fresh or rotten based on hearing a description of the film. If they guess correctly, they receive a point and move to round two. They then have to guess what the percentage is. If they are within 10% of the audience score listed on RottenTomatoes.com, they receive a second point. Gentlemen, are you ready? Ready, Freddy.
see whatever. <laughs> After 18 years of blindness, 20-year-old violinist Wong Kar Moon regains her vision when she undergoes a corneal transplant. She's overjoyed with the procedure, but Mun's elation dissipates when she begins experiencing ghostly encounters. Desperate to discover why she now sees ghosts, Moon turns to a psychologist, Dr. Wa, who believes the new corneas are causing the problem. When Moon and Wa travel to her cornea donor's hometown to investigate, her, her symptoms worsen. Genre, horror, mystery, thriller. So this is the... Uh... 2004 Hong Kong film The Eye, if I'm not mistaken. Year is totally off. I'm, I'm sure of that. But um, was was the year like a good guess, Kyle? Okay. Um, you can, Kyle, you can answer. <laughs> I'm going to say, before you go any further, I'm going to say fresh because this sounds dope as hell. Okay. You're going to go fresh. Damn. This is audience score. I don't think it has a good rating. Not going to lie. I'm going to go rotten. Premise very similar to the Jessica first Albus. on VHS. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was realizing um, that. Yeah. After I said this one. Um, so we have Brendan Fresh, Ian Rotten. Is that correct? Yes. It is, in fact, Fresh. Brendan, guess the percentage. He just beat you in an um, Asian film, by the way. Ian, well, see, because I, I knew this was remade for American audiences, it and was. I knew it was terrible. Mm. Um, so I... Beat me in the Asian film. I'm going to take a whack at uh, 70. Taking a whack gets him a second point. It is at 72% with 25K plus ratings. Directed by Danny Peng, Aksai Chung Peng. I think I say that correctly. Uh, their highest rated film is Infernal Affairs at 94%. Oh, and shit. I at 64%. It is the 2004, I think, film. Sorry, I wrote down 2013 because I was could have covered the Jessica Alba one first, but I changed my mind, so I'm sorry. It is the I. It was 2004. I got it exactly correct. Holy shit. That's Brendan insane. I want to fucking murder points. myself. Starting, <laughs> starting off strong with Ian at zero. Are you ready for number two? In the future, a strange fungus has changed nearly everyone into a thoughtless flesh-eating monster. When a scientist and a teacher find a girl who seems to be immune to the fungus, they all begin a journey to save humanity. Genre, horror, mystery, thriller. Rotten. But I'm not confident. How many times is fungus said in that <laughs> summary? I'm, I'm glad you asked. That was a great question. It's two. Two. I'm going to go Rodden. Yeah, I think that's good You one. guys are both incorrect. It is sitting at fresh with 67% with 5K plus ratings. Directed by Cole McCarthy, his highest rated film is 85% with The Girl with All the Gifts. So this film is the 2016 film, The Girl with All the Gifts. 
unfortunate. You know, I was going to say, with less fungus, it probably has better writing, so eh, probably a better movie. The second film, a zombie film, just like the second video in VHS 2. You seeing a Anyways. theme here? You seeing a theme here, people? Number three. Sergeant this... Howie arrives on the small Scottish island of Summer Isle to investigate the report of a missing child. A conservative Christian, the policeman observes the residents' frivolous sexual displays and strange pagan rituals, particularly the temptations of Willow, daughter of the island ma magistrate, Lord Summer Isle. This is a weird one. The more Sergeant Howie learns about the islanders' strange practices, the closer he gets to tracking down the missing child. It's going to be the Genre. 1973 or film, The Wicker Man, and Thriller. Fresh. Or, or is it the remake? No. It's not. You can think it's the remake. So Ian goes fresh. Brennan. Well, see, I, I, I think you might be trying to throw us for a loop. Could you give us the uh, year the movie was made? <laughs> <laughs> I just said what year, Brennan. Well, you said it. He didn't say it. Oh, fuck. You seem way too confident. But I'm also always wrong, so even when I'm right. I think I'll say fresh. It is in fact fresh. Guess the percentage. Gonna go 85. Okay. Um Jesus Christ. Uh I'll say 71. Ian gets the second point. It is now 2-3. It is at 82%. You're off by one point, Brendan. 82% oh, with 25K plus ratings. Directed by Robin Hardy. It is the 1973 film, The Wicker Man. His highest rated film is at 100%, which is The Wicker Man Final Cut at 2013. Am I fucking good on the years or what? The eye was a total guess, but uh, I think I knew that one. Third film, a religious cult. Weird. Just like in VHS 2. Are you guys ready for the lightning round where the points are worth two points apiece? The second question, however, you have to get within 5% of the percentage okay. to get a point. Are you ready? Yes. Lacey and Daniel share a peaceful life in the suburbs with their sons, Jesse and Sam. However, that peace soon shatters with a series of disturbing events that escalate. When it becomes clear that their family is being targeted by an unimaginable, terrifying, deadly, and possibly alien threat, Daniel and Lacey draw on their courage and determination to protect their family and identity that is after them. From what is after them, excuse me. Genre, sci-fi, mystery, thriller. Can you give me the names of the two people again? Lacey and Daniel. Lacey's and the daughter. Daniel's their sons, the dad. Jesse and Sam. Ooh. This is fresh. I think this is like, isn't that, isn't this the, Steel, the Spielberg movie? No. Strange Encounters? Some, some. No, it's, it's not. Oh, is it the movie Paul? <laughs> no. Simon Pegg. Um, 
if it's the movie, if it's the movie I'm thinking of, it's hybrid found footage. So we Ooh, have the e- fourth kind. That 2004. That, that's what I think it is. We have Ian at Fresh and Brendan. I said Fresh, yeah. Both at Fresh. You guys are both incorrect. It is at 49% with 25K plus ratings. Directed by Scott Stewart. It is the 2013 film Dark Skies. Dark Skies. Oh my God. Oh, I forgot about that one. Highest rated film is at 50% Holidays 2016, which is also an anthology film. He only directed one of the segments. I don't know which one. I'm sorry. I saw that in theaters, and afterwards, uh, me and my friend would just slam our faces in uh, sliding glass doors for, like, just jokes. So that leaves the final score. Brendan at three, Ian at two. Man, I was rooting for Ian on that one. We now have Brendan at 20, Ian at six, Kyle at six, Mitch at one. The I one hurts me. Yeah. Can uh, uh, as a wedding gift for Mitch, can I gift him a couple points? No. Uh. This has been another episode of the Ruminations of Red Room. The Minotaur Cheating Demon Baby of the Ruminations Radio Network. If you like what we're doing here, please be sure to follow us on Twitter at of Red Room. That's OF Red Room. And check out our Discord where you can come talk about all things horror with other horror fans. The Link to join our Discord is in our Twitter bio. And please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music. And make sure you hit us up with a review and give us a rating. Just not a one like that son of a bitch. That being said, I mean, if you want to give us a one, give us a one. That being said, I'm your host, Kyle with a K. And today we have with me, Brendan, the new blood. Happy Anthalatober. And Ian, the ghost of Ian. Two E's, baby. E squared. Ghost of Ian. E dog. Um, Michael's obviously going to like this one. Um, If you're driving to work, you probably are. Um, And you're listening to this one. I hope it gave you some laughs. And I hope it gave you the motivation to go to that shitty, shitty job and just (laughs) slave away to make that money. I think it's obvious, but what? Um, short film do you think was his favorite in this it's gotta be the alien one right which one had nudity in it <laughs> but, I don't think but, he would appreciate the but dong but there was though. dong yep yep no, that's Mike, true that's Mike true he seems like he'd be kind of homophobic yeah <laughs> stop being homophobic alright man Mike have a good one everybody else stay spooky